TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for listening to the Hot Corner On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com. Slash the fan. Colorado Little League State Championship is being played this week. Tom, I'm standing here with the little sluggers and some of their parents, and I can't tell you how excited they are. This is the hot corner. Little Stan March is the pitcher for the South Park Little League team. Mr. March, you must be very proud of your son. They've worked really hard to get here, Chris, and, you know, I don't like to really trash talk, but... I don't think Denver has a chance. With Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. Oh, well, I'm sure some of the Denver kids' parents would disagree with you. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! South Park is going down! There ain't no way some little mountain kids can beat Denver! Not with my son on second base! On the Odyssey app. Oh, it looks like we got some parental trash talking going on here. Mr. Marsh, any comment? Well, I think that there's a... uh... Mr. Marsh? Who wants to hear from a Mr. Marsh? I am the ultimate Little League trash-talking father. I am the Bat Dad. Bat Dad knows no fear. And 1080. Bat Dad knows no pain. I want you, Marsh. I want you. The Fan. Hour number two of the Hot Corner right here on 1080. The Fan, the Odyssey app, not YouTube. Because I don't know what the hell is going on there. But you can catch the first hour on the Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. The heating part, very important this time of year. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Do you think like HVAC companies and plumbing companies are just like, oh, so now you need us. Oh, so now you want to call us right now. I mean, frankly, I think they're just as busy now as they are during the summer, Joe, because you got all those people needing AC repairs now because of the burst pipes and heaters that are going out with the electricity. My dad actually had this issue a couple of years ago when we had a storm with the electricity going out. People use generators, and unfortunately, my dad ended up overloading the circuits on his his whole heater in his house, and uh, with the generator, ended up having to call the HVAC company to fix that. So, no, I don't think they're raising their fist. I think they're like, hey, give me, give the me money. money. Yeah, no, I'm, I am uh, 
totally kidding. I'm sure uh, as they're running a business, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. If we can make it out, we'll gladly charge you uh, however much we want and I, make a ton of money off of you. You're, I did see an arborist welcome. on the news today. Oh, arborists, too, are having a field day. Yeah, there, there are trees down all over the place. And an arborist doing an interview on the news was laughing at the reporter just in response to the how how long are you telling people it's going to take to get you know, <laughs> to get to their house? Yeah, he's like, I, I can't give them a time right now. Uh, I, I tell them if they have a chainsaw, get started, and uh, I'll see you when I can. That that is the exact opposite of what he's telling them to do. Because don't get a chainsaw. <laughs> no, don't don't just go out and hack at it yourself. <laughs> My God. Because there's never been a chainsaw accident, right, from a regular person trying to you know be an arborist. Well, do you know how to take a tree down, Joe? Uh, I did that once. Um, okay, one time. I did it on a like a side job when okay. I I needed some money. A good friend of mine, he was an arborist. And he worked for a company, and so he was doing a weekend job for someone and uh, just needed an extra pair of hands. And, uh, yeah, I won't do that again. I did not climb any trees. It was more so like Thank God. they fell the tree, and then I just kind of, you know, divvied it up, you know, chopped it up a little bit for him to make, so we could carry you, it away. You did the bitch work. Yeah, I, I got it. 100%. <laughs> I saw how high up they were. I mean, that's what my friend literally quit uh, after a while. I don't know how many years he did it, but... He had a moment where he was like, yeah, F this. I do not want to die doing this job. Um, I'm good. I'm good. But the other buddy that I was with doing that, um, he, he was like posting videos of him up in trees because he was the one that would go all the way up to the top and send down yeah. law. Like that was, that S was impressive. And uh, yeah, no, I was the one that was uh, almost getting my uh, skull crushed in by the falling limbs. Joe, don't stand there. Joe, move! Some of us are daredevils. Others, like me, are not. Yeah, no, that was the one and only time that I considered myself an arborist. Uh, man. Uh, I, I had a thought there. I had a thought that escaped me. From arborists to football. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I feel exactly. like that's kind of what we're on today. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I am... Um, I, I'm hoping everybody's staying safe out there, though. We we do have a couple more days of this, it looks like. I got the call a little bit ago saying that uh, my son's school is delayed by two hours. I'm expecting my phone to ring again here shortly saying, yeah, screw that whole school thing tomorrow. Yeah, if they're going to delay it, uh, that's the thing. They thought this thaw was coming a little bit sooner tonight. But it if ain't. They, you know, if they're going to delay it, you're looking at, like, waiting until noon to hope that the roads are better. Nah, just, they're going to, you're right. They're going to end up canceling stuff, I'm sure, tomorrow. Some businesses are going to be closed. But, hey, you got us here live right now on 1080 The Fan. You got our podcasts. And we will be live the rest of the week. We'll, we'll, we'll try. Uh, Yeah, I got, I did get a call from the school district last night. Um, I believe it was last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yesterday afternoon-ish. And they said that they were on a, the three-hour delay is mm -hmm. what they gave them. I think I got a call two hours after that, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not, we're not doing that." Well, thank we're, God, we're, I, we're done here. Avoiding the situations like kids left on buses and at schools without parents able to get to them—that's scary. And we just much rather close everything down. And it's, it's sad that it took that happening for us to kind of shift that mindset. It's like, no, oh, we can't miss days. We can't miss work. Like, that's guess what? BS. Didn't our parents walk 15 miles through the snow? Isn't that the old antidote that I, I, they always say? That's that old uh, grandpa from Rugrats. 15 
miles in the, yeah, up the hills and snow. Absolutely. Grandpa Pickles. The grandpa Grand- Stew Pickles is dad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nostalgia. That's good. Uh, yeah, Mark Nelson is saying, uh, get ready for some more freezing rain tomorrow in the central and east side of Portland and the Couve. Uh, Quarter-inch ice glazing. Oh, you're going to love this. 30 to 50 mile-per-hour east wind gust. That's dangerous. Temps are going to hover around 31 to 35 all day. I swear to God, if my Newberg Grizzlies have to miss another practice, I will do nothing about it. And send an email to the parents saying practice is canceled again. We've had a game canceled last Saturday. We had a Tuesday practice canceled. And it's looking like our, uh, we're going to have a Thursday practice canceled at this point in time. Um, I hope not. I just want to get back on the court. I want to get another dub. I need to get another victory. Me, not my players, me. Well, they're... they're, they're this bi- is all about me, this fifth, sixth grade season, okay? There's as many people working to reschedule that game, Joe, as there were on the Bills-Steelers game. So don't you worry. I'm sure I'm sure that that'll happen very quick for you. I got to get to the Harlem Globetrotters on Saturday, too. I'm going to go do... I was supposed to go do that. Godspeed that... I hope the Globetrotters can get here in time. Did you see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did not cancel their show last Wednesday at Moda Center? Because nobody wanted to go? Uh, oh. No, they did not cancel their show. They, oh, they, <laughs> and nobody went still? <laughs> well, nobody could get there, even if you are a fan of uh, those two. So just funny to me that you see celebs in a town where we don't normally get hit with a storm saying F you to the storm, come and see us anyways. I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> it can't be that bad. Oh, it was bad. And once again, yeah, people died. It was um, bad here. I am. Uh, I hope all the Midwesterners that moved here or our transplants are eating some crow right now because this is storms. Yeah. Because when your highest elevation is two feet uh, above uh, where you normally are in the Midwest, like I think I saw Danny tweet this, like they can stand on a can if they live in Chicago and see Dallas and then they can see North Dakota. That's fine. And they can see Iowa. Like it's all flat. There. Like, no wonder you have no problems getting anywhere. And, like, oh, we get six feet of snow. I don't see what the problem is. Like, there's no mountains. There's no hills. You're there, There's nothing. It's all flat. Of course you can get wherever you need. Dear God. All right. More sports stuff. Uh, as I mentioned. Um, oh, God. Speaking of sports stuff, Jason Sukanik is at the Blazers game. How can he get there but Don, DeAndre Ayton can't? <laughs> I think he started a bit closer than DeAndre did. That's just That's a true. guess. That's but, you know, true. I don't know. I, I think DeAndre is probably up in those rich hills of West Lynn. Souk was here <laughs> with me an hour ago. Uh, yeah, he says a robust and rocking crowd at Moda tonight. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty sparse crowd. Let's I just say that. Uh, I, you know, it's pretty funny that the Blazers tried as hard as they did to get DeAndre Ayton at this game for them to just probably lose anyways. But, hey, they did beat the Nets like a week and a half ago. I mean, they got 10 wins on the season. That They're surging towards significance. What do you want me to say? I, I don't know. We all, we already said, oh, well, we expected this, though these losses don't matter. I, I don't know what you want from me. All right, more stuff next. Let's talk about the Eagles keeping their head coach, Nick Sirianni, and I can't believe I'm going to defend it. Right here on the Hot Corner, Jordan Schultz, Joe Fisher, 1080 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Do you think the Blazers would let Souk get some run at center since they don't have DeAndre Ayton tonight? Yes, they're taking applications, and he's probably the tallest guy in the crowd or one of them. 6'4"? Yeah. There can't be many people taller than him in the arena right now. That's uh, Yeah, it's definitely right up there with NBA center height right there, 6'4". <laughs> it's the best they'll get. That's what cracks me up about uh, local uh, high school sports is like, now starting at center for your Sherwood Bowman, six foot two. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like all the <laughs> point guards, it's like, okay, he's a guard in real life, but apparently he's a center that got a growth spurt early, but he's going to be a guard in two years. I don't know what I'm watching. Listen, buddy, I hate to break it to you. Uh, you will not be a center at the next level, and you should probably working on that, be working on those ball handling skills. But at least at least they have some, because, yes, you're right, and that is frustrating when you see a kid that has, like, no ball skills other than the fact that he's tall. But I do feel like these tall kids nowadays, as compared to when you and I were younger, they actually do have some ball handling ability. They have some shooting ability. No, like the six-foot kids that I went to school with, uh, just give them the ball in the post, and they're they're a good basketball player. That that's bullsh. Yeah, there's a kid on my team who's uh, one of our posts, and he definitely likes to bring the ball up on fast breaks by himself. And there's part of me that wants to be like, bro, outlet, but also like, hey, cook, go ahead, dude, like, tall guy, dribble, take it, yeah, take it to the hoop, your, do your thing, Sawyer, let's go. Um, so the Cowboys are keeping their head coach mistake. Eagles are keeping their head coach. I don't know if that's as much of a mistake because, quite frankly, one of those head coaches has actually made it to the Super Bowl within the last two seasons. That's fair. I think the biggest mistake that the Eagles uh, were making was letting Nick Sirianni control the offense because, gosh dang, that was as stale as a saltine cracker that's been sitting in your pantry for three years. It was uh, a lot of tush-push and uh, I don't know what else. And the reports are saying that Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman are – working together on finding new coordinators for this team, which, I mean, you want to talk about the offense coordinator. Um, yeah, you had Matt Patricia as your defensive coordinator for the last, I don't know, seven, eight weeks of this season. 
Not a good choice, not a smart choice, especially when one of your star defensive players absolutely hates that dude's guts. Darius Slay, who played for him in Detroit, like hated that dude. And then you brought him in as D coordinator. So I don't know if that was so much the team uh, giving up on Sirianni down the stretch late. I think they just lost their confidence. They lost their swagger. I think that even during their 10-1 and run, there was some question marks like, are we that good? And I, I mean, how about that accountability from a team <laughs> that failed not just down the stretch in the playoffs? I can't believe I'm giving the Eagles credit, but at least they're able to look themselves in the mirrors and be like, yeah, we effed up and we should probably do something different this time around. Um, I don't know if the Cowboys are going to do that and hire a different OC or have someone else call plays next year. It looks like they're going to be. Having at least a new defensive coordinator, as uh, just seen that the Titans finished their virtual interview with uh, Cowboys DC Dan Quinn. But again, I, I was talking with Dusty earlier today, and I, out of those two coaches, I I guess I was holding out hope for the Cowboys to do the right thing and fire Mike McCarthy again. Failed there, messed up there again. Actually, thinking my Cowboys would do something right. Uh, but the Eagles, I think that you, you can still get this locker room and roster back in the right trajectory if you give yourself a great offensive play caller, a creative offensive play caller on this team to take advantage of the talent. Because you have Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how Dallas Goddard is going forward with them, but... DeAndre I mean, Swift he, out of the backfield. Yeah, he was pretty great addition for him this year. Um, definitely an upgrade from Miles Sanders. I, I I do I have a little bit of worry about Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Okay. Um, I like I I feel that I want to see him develop more in that area because he has relied a lot on his rushing abilities and being able to do, um. You know, read option plays with the running back, zone running plays. Like, I, I think that offense just got extremely stale mm-hmm. after they lost after they lost Shane Steichen. And look what that offense did in Indianapolis with Shane Steichen, fair. even with Gardner Minshew. So, I I can't believe I'm saying it, but at this point, I can't believe anything anymore that I thought I knew well, uh, the- about uh, the NFC East. The Brian Johnson offense led Eagles as opposed to the Shane Steichen offensive led Eagles. That's a much different uh, pill to swallow, unfortunately. You saw the first and second down success for the Eagles this year. Just noticed it every time they were, I was watching them. They could not move the freaking ball. They forced themselves into doing a lot of those tush pushes because they were so bad early in downs. Like, they would have to go third and fourth down, and if you look at their efficiency, they were actually one of the best at third and fourth down, but it was because because their play calling was either so terrible or they just, I mean, we talk about DeAndre Swift being a good addition out of the backfield. Why were they not just calling more runs to try and get three, four yards for him on a first down? It sounds like that there might be some disconnect there with the coaching staff to the players as far as the play calling goes. Because I saw, I was listening to uh, some Philly sports radio, actually, and the... I'm com- sorry. Well, no, 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 it's the, it's a lot of that, but it's also the players are supportive of Nick Sirianni. That's kind of the, the, the feeling that I got that players really love their head coach. It's kind of more, 
maybe the play calling and since you talk about the the departure of Steichen into a new dude that just doesn't really know how to work with the pieces he has outside of CD lamb on the Cowboys. I know we're talking, you know, Cowboys V Eagles, at least their head coaching situations. And they're actually comparable teams. As far as their offensive weapons go minus CD, he's the best in the league, maybe up there with Justin Jefferson at wide receiver, but Antonio Brown and Devonte are pretty good as well. I'd put them at maybe like three and four. So the Eagles shouldn't be bad. The tush-push shouldn't be your main form of offense. It should be a bonus. But unfortunately, Jalen Hurts' two-yard touchdowns were one of the biggest forms of offense for the Eagles this year. So I think that disconnect, unfortunately, is happening, and they got to find a new play caller. I'm not sure they're going to, though, because I've not seen. I mean, it's been what? Uh, it's been four days since the Eagles moved on in the playoffs and or got uh, ousted from the playoffs, and the Tampa Bay Bucks moved on, or excuse me, three days, and we still haven't seen any movement from the OC. Haven't heard anything about them getting fired. They're letting Sirianni keep his job. Will Sirianni let the OC keep his job? Uh, Diana Rossini, uh, she reported that uh, both Eagles GM Howie Roseman and head coach Nick Sirianni have been reaching out to available NFL coaches and coordinators, Ooh. as well as coaching agents across the league to evaluate potential coordinator candidates to join their coaching staff as they plan for the 2024 season. I saw that earlier today, and again, I was like, well, kudos to them for and Sirianni for being like, look, I effed up this year. Um, clearly, I need help. I need someone that can make this offense a little bit more creative. He got humbled. Like, he ate a ton of humble pie this year. Like, he was he was one of the more cockier, honestly, the most cocky head coach I've ever seen, like, over the last couple of years since he's taken over that job. And quite frankly, this is what he needed was he needed to be humbled. He needed to be reminded that you aren't how you're not as good as you think you are. And sometimes it's better to look outside of your own household to try and figure out what this team needs to be better because they were clearly inept on offense. Like you look at some of the plays throughout the season, but especially against the bu the Bucks over the weekend. Oh my god. Like there is talent on that team. There's talent on that offense. There's talent on that offensive line. There's pieces. There are things to work with. So kudos to the Eagles, I guess, for being able to do something that the Cowboys can't do and look themselves in the mirror. And that is one thing that Howie Roseman has been able to been able to do over the years is admit faults and make moves where necessary. He does not fall in love with his guys. He does not stay loyal any more than he needs to. And to them, I think that's what keeps them competitive is they're always looking to get better. And that is something that, again, as a Cowboys fan, it would be nice to have is that Jerry and his franchise, they love their guys. They love the guys that he drafts and they stay loyal to him. He stays loyal to them. And Howie Roseman and Jeff, Jeffrey Lurie, like they know that it's a business and if you aren't improving and making your business better, what are you doing? And so we'll see who they get. Let's see who they hire for their offensive coordinator uh, and their D coordinator because damn sure Matt Patricia won't be there. Thank better God. Not be. And if you got Dallas Goddard like saying swear words to Jalen Hurts visibly on the sideline, you saw that clip. Uh, going I saw that clip, but I'm not a lip reader. Some of the people were saying he was calling him a 
bitch. Yeah, like, like I, I don't know like, what he was caught. He was very he was not happy and yeah, upset at Jalen Hurts. It's obvious that there's some discord amongst the players there, but I do think that could be fixed if the offense is sailing and if you actually have some creative ideas as opposed to pushing your quarterback in from two yards out every time. <laughs> I saw what was it a stat? It was like uh, that the tush push accounted for like twenty eight percent of. Uh, Jalen Hurts' fantasy points this year. Jeez, that's not surprising. I mean, go look at how terrible they were on first and second down in Philadelphia this year. They did not move the ball. They, they, I think they're one of the bottom three teams in moving the ball on first and second down in all the NFL. It was atrocious. On the Vancouver Ford text line, is this the hot corner or hot route? Ooh. Omaha! I like that. Hot route! I hot like route! That. Uh, we are doing a hot route tonight because there's football stuff going on. In baseball, it, it takes a little bit of a lull this time of year. But I, I swear to you, if something big happens in baseball, we'll be talking about it. Patrick will be here next week. Um, whether or not I'll be here next week is up for debate. I got some packing to do. I'm going to Arizona next Ooh. week. So um, I'll try and make it happen. If I made it happen during this ice I sure as hell should be able to make it happen next week. So, uh, but I do want to give uh, start giving some praise and some preview to these NFL playoff matchups that are going to happen this week. We will get to that next. But first, Jordan Schultz with a Sports Center update. Of children. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. NFL playoff matchups this weekend. Uh, shout out to Ben Long and Paul Long, some good friends of mine. Their household, um, listen, they might not make it out alive. One is a Bucks fan and one is a Lions fan, and they're brothers, and uh, they butt heads a lot. And I, I realized that today. I was like, oh, my God. I had a text, and I'm like, this, is, uh, this could get messy over there for your household. Um, also, I don't know if you saw this. And I, I really wanted to find out if this reporter was like a legit sports reporter or they just sent, you know, whoever from the weather department to go to the Todd Bowles press conference. I but, have the audio if you'd like. Oh, you do? Yeah, let me pull it up here, get to the right. About uh, uh, the 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 Detroit Lions uh, stadium and uh, the conditions they'll have to play in? Yeah, Suka, or, uh, Isaac asked me to pull it for tomorrow, and here we go. Looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we've seen it up to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. I don't, um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Again, I, I don't know who the reporter is. I don't know if she is the uh, traditional sports reporter for Tampa Bay or the Bucks or the Bucks beat reporter. Yeah, for what Yeah, like a local TV or a man or a woman. Like, just uh, I don't want to sound sexist here. If it was a man, I'd say the same thing. Like, I hope the SID, the sports information director or the press director, who the communications, whatever the hell they call them for the Bucks, goes to this woman or this person and is like, can we get those credentials, please? Like we uh we <laughs> need to talk to your boss because that that is an egregious 
egregious lack of understanding. Like, and literally just Google Detroit Lions Stadium. To, I, now, what the Detroit Lions need to do is they need to crank up the ACs for that game and make it 13 <laughs> degrees in that stadium right. to prove this lady right. All right. Oh like, God. oh, you thought you were just going to come in here, a nice heated dome? Wrong. So the Buccaneers will not be playing outside against the Lions in 13-degree temperatures. Todd Bowles had the chance to just eviscerate that lady, and he he he, he kind of did. did. He did just the lap. The, <laughs> you, um, you know he, we're playing inside, right? And then he proceeds to answer the question like again. He could have just been like, "Are this. you?" Yeah, and he's like, "No, no further preparation." This reminded me of uh, last year. That uh, the Buccaneers were playing the Steelers, and someone asked, like, hey, two black head coaches, kind of a big deal, right? And he's kind of like, uh, no. Yeah, like, Mike Tomlin, you know, yeah. yeah. He's just kind of like, Who cares? he was brushing it off. And then some, what I could presume from the uh, sound of her voice, some white chick was like, but you do understand how representation matters, right? When there's someone, it's like, you mean the black guy? That is dear coaching. No, he doesn't understand about representation of black head coaches. Please explain to him, white lady, how yeah. uh, representation of uh, African American coaches matters in <laughs> yeah. the NFL. And that is why woke <laughs> liberals get laughed at all the time because he got the white lady telling the black head coach, reminding him how important representation is. Listen, I'm not going down the uh, woke or right side, left side thing here. It's just more of a dumb thing to say. Like, Oh, yeah, please explain to the black dude how uh, representation matters uh, about, you know, his race in the NFL. Please, white lady, if you could uh, explain that to him, that'd be great. Like, and again, he had a chance to eviscerate her there. The more I hear from Todd Bowles, the more I seem to like him more and more, which I know my friend Ben would hate to hear because say, he is not a Todd Bowles fan. But uh, Buccaneers-Lions, I can't believe that the Lions are this close, this close to an NFC championship game. Like, that is unreal. Something that I've never seen before. I am a big fan of parody in sports. I am a big fan of seeing things that I have never seen before. Maybe that's why I want to see the Cowboys have some playoff success for once because it's something I've never seen before. <laughs> but uh, we're, we are very close to having the Detroit Lions in the NFC championship game. Good for them. Good for them. And they will be playing either the Packers or the San Francisco 49ers, which I have said before, if the 49ers don't win a Super Bowl this year, dear God, they got some Buffalo Bills in them at this point because how many years have they been competitive? From John Harbaugh now to Kyle Shanahan. They have talent. Seems they've upgraded at quarterback for the last few years now. Got that right window, too, with the cheap quarterback. Yeah. Like, uh, dude, I looked at uh, George Kittle's contract a couple weeks ago. He's only getting paid like a mil or two. You want to talk about a guy on a cheap contract? Like, how the 49er, I mean, they'll, they'll have to pay up eventually, and I'm guessing that he won't be going anywhere. But, man, they're they are getting by with not having to fork out too much money. I'm curious to see what Debo Samuel's contract is like. Brandon Ayuk. Like they have been want to talk about a, uh, a team running things uh, very correctly. Uh, John Lynch, tip of the cap to him. We also got the Texans at the Ravens. Dude, shout out to the Texans. Uh, one one team, one NFL team in Texas actually showing up during the playoffs. How about that? C.J. Stroud and the Stroud boys insurrecting their way into the uh, divisional playoffs. Making rookie cards from the year 2023. Go crazy, C.J. Stroud is. And then uh, Chiefs, Bills. 
Patrick Mahomes playing his first ever away playoff game. Had to happen sometime, folks. I know some of you didn't believe he ever would, but yes, he is playing a road playoff game. Uh, Rashad and I jumped on the Twitter spaces on Sunday, and he was saying that like if the Chiefs somehow, some way, win the Super Bowl this year, would this be the most impressive Super Bowl run for them? Because of the regular season that they had and actually having to go on the road for once in Patrick Mahomes' career. Like, if they su- – like, again, I don't think it's going to happen. Most impressive. I mean, you're looking at the Ravens and their defense and their offense, how they've been looking. I mean, hell, you look at the Texans. Obviously, only one of those teams the Chiefs would face. But you look at the Bills, how they've been playing the last few weeks. Basically, ever since they canned Ken Dorsey and handed the rings over to Joe Brady, and he was basically like, let's just let Josh be Josh here and let's start running the ball. I mean, the Chiefs, if they're able to beat the Bills and then beat Ravens slash Texans and go to the – I mean, I think you would have to give it to him that this would be the most impressive Super Bowl run for Patrick Mahomes yet, considering the adversity they had faced. And I don't know if you want to call it adversity. I mean, their offense has just kind of sucked this year. But again, like they have not looked good throughout parts of the regular season. So if they were to pull this off, I mean, damn. I mean, I guess in the sense that if you're trying to throw to a wide receiver that can't catch or that can't stay lined up correctly, yeah, yeah, they shovel faced pass, adversity. Shovel pass, shovel pass all day long, baby. How, however, handling that adversity hasn't gone so well for them. You've seen Pat Mahomes starting to lose his ass now. I, I mean, we've seen him angry, but I don't think we've ever seen him this angry as we have in 2023. Losing it a couple of different times, you know, muttering under his breath to Canary Stoney the second time, but going off on the referees after that lining up incorrectly and, you know, calling back. Uh, the uh, offsides or lining up. I don't know what the actual penalty was called. But it but was such a cool play. It and was. That's a Hall of Famer making a Hall of Fame play right there. I, don't, I You just need to let that play stand. And, and and I understand that, yeah, thankfully they did come out, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, after the fact and said, you know, all right, that's not okay. That reaction Actually, sucks. I was talking out of my ass and I was just kind of pissed off and, and now I realize I was pretty dumb for saying all that. Yeah, but there's this there's this air and I, and I feel like you see it, you saw it from peak San Antonio Spurs dynasty, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, they bitched at the referees all the time. You've seen it with Chris Paul in the NBA. He bitches at the referees all the time. Guys work the officials, and that's kind of, you feel like that that's what was going on here maybe? Maybe just a little bit? So I'm, I, I am sick and tired of the bitching when things don't go right for you. And it's like, Pat, please don't enter the realm of Chris Paul as a sports fan, in my opinion. Please. I don't want you bitching at the refs like that, man. Things aren't always going to go correct for you. However, like I say, man, the the air of success around these people, it's just like, if things aren't my, going my way, it's not my fault. And that is just entirely incorrect. Well, it looks like it's going to be uh, 20 degrees in uh, Orchard Park, New York, for Chiefs Bills. Uh, Texans Ravens right now in Baltimore. Uh, the weather report says 28 degrees. How can you throw the ball in 20 degree weather, by the way, in minus 20 degree weather? How, how did they manage to do that? Um, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they went to De- uh, the Detroit Lions Stadium. Oh yeah, and practiced practice there. <laughs> Thirteen degrees. Ah, that's tough conditions, Joe. You're right. Uh, and you know, um, it is saying it is not saying what the weather report is in De- in Detroit because they are playing indoors in a dome. I think that has been established now. Um, if you didn't know that, again, 
if that lady is like a weather reporter, then hey, I give her some, you know, like a meteorologist. Like, yeah. okay, she she basically hit Todd Bowles with a, how about that weather up there? Well, a lot of organizations like news TV wise or newspaper, whatever, they'll split people. So you kind of, you know, somebody, oh, I get it. Yeah, that- somebody will be a normal reporter and then they'll also do sports as well. So if that's the case, I get it. But the Joe- reporters are coming out in droves to defend this lady and like, listen, this is just a bigger problem, a macro level view of newsrooms being depleted. I'm like, okay, stop. 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 And that, and I'm stop. saying, if that's the case, fine. However, if we're depleting newsrooms and we're giving jobs to people because we don't want to pay them to actually do a full-time job, that's a whole nother discussion in itself. I mean, you and I, we've been busting our ass in this business for years. I guarantee you, Joe, neither of us or anybody in this building would show up asking a question that dumb at any press conference in this region. It just, it does, you know what, I'm a little biased because I'm fighting for my career in this biz, but when you hear that and you hear people getting jobs and then being defended, it it, it definitely ruffles my skirt. Or like the dude from 9 to noon on our station that was saying that Jordan Love can't play literally in November. Literally in November. Yeah, he got proven wrong. Yeah, but. Colin, Colin, guess what? You're wrong. Again, if you throw enough stuff at the wall, eventually it will stick, right? Hey, we're all wrong, though. I mean, I, I, I got to say, it's not like every single take that we throw out there, Joe, as broadcasters or journalists, is correct. You and I got to eat crow a lot, and that's okay. But without, like, any knowledge or any, uh, any forbearing awareness of stuff that happened before or, like, the topic that you're discussing on, yeah, yeah that's a problem. Uh, killed me the other day. He had LaShawn McCoy on, and he was like... You played in Kansas City for a year. What was that like being under that coach and that culture? He's like, well, I was drafted by the Eagles and when Andy Reid was there and played under him for four years also. And Colin literally had to pull up his paper and his notes and do the old old man, hold the paper. Oh, wow. Like, you have 20 producers, bro. Like, nobody told you that LaShawn McCoy worked under Andy Reid. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. You're right. I'm getting angry. The Cowboys are really getting to you. This Dallas Cowboys loss is affecting all wax of life for you. It's not uh, good. Hey, at least I get my Sundays back. That's the that's the beauty of it, right? It's fair. All right, let's wrap things up here on the hot corner on Ten Eighty The Fan. It's always baseball season. This is the hot corner with Harrison Fisher on Ten Eighty The Fan. All right, a couple minutes here. So let's read some of the responses to uh, Barstool Sports' tweet uh, when they said DeAndre is out due to icy roads. I'm sure some of these uh, responses are going to be pretty level-headed, right? Uh, We got one person uh, responding, tough as Tempur-Pedic, about DeAndre Aiden not being able to get to the stadium. Ha. Sad an adult can't drive on ice. Well, that's really not what it's about there, dude. He doesn't own ice skates? I I hope that one's not serious. And uh, could you imagine an NBA player ice skating to an arena? Stop it. That that would be hilarious. You're all on major psychedelics. (laughs) Imagine seeing seven-foot DeAndre Ayton just... I mean, Rob said he wanted to cross-country ski in here if, like, he couldn't drive. I'm just imagining DeAndre seeing all these, in on skis. <laughs> seeing all these people uh, going out ice skating, I saw on someone's Instagram story last night, they were at Ibach Park in Twalton. Shout out, oh. Ibach Park. 
played a lot of baseball games there. But that place was completely frozen over, and they were ice skating out there. It nice. made me want to go to Sherwood Ice Arena. You know how many Friday nights I spent there in sixth grade, seventh grade, uh, cosmic uh, ice skating, trying to see how quickly I could stop, how far I could get my spray on the uh, ice rink there. Uh, let's see. A um, couple more responses here. I honestly thought it was a joke when I first saw this. No, it's real. For 32 mil a year, I'd walk, dude. Like, come on. Okay. In 30-degree <laughs> weather, you're going to walk from, let's say, West Lynn, 205. It's like a 20-mile walk, you jackass. Man doesn't have an Uber. Uh, Yeah, I don't think Uber is getting in. Uh, I'm sure they're getting in some work. I'm sure there are some... Uh, Uber XLs that are well-equipped for this. My wife did get an Uber to the airport this morning, but that was from Wilsonville, and it wasn't really, like, there's a slight hill that I live on, but it's not, like, a 30-degree downgrade. This can't be real, someone Stop. says. <laughs> I, you know what? Social media sucks. You know? Just people's immediate response to everything isn't, that's, you know what? We don't need it. We don't need to hear it publicly. It's fine. Keep it in your damn head. You mean there isn't one employee in that organization who has a proper vehicle and ability to drive to go pick up your $130 million player? Oh, my God. No. No, there isn't. I was saying to Jordan, uh, if there's a door dasher or anybody out there that's um, got, like, a snowmobile, like, man, this is your Super Bowl. <laughs> you have been waiting for this. Like, I, I almost feel like that's a pretty solid investment. Just for this wintertime, you would be making a killing tonight. Or if you had a, a cross-country skis or something like that. You're just skiing your way through Portland, picking up deliveries, dropping them off at places. I mean, it, you were made for this. Ironically, zero ice in his veins. Oh, okay. I'll give that person some credit. That was, I, that was, that I, was decent. At least it's creativity. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, uh, appreciate any of you that uh, listened and um, were in your car for this and or just listened at home on uh, your devices, smart speaker, whatever the hell you're using. Appreciate you. Appreciate uh, you, Jordan, coming in, uh, not just for this show, but for primetime, obviously. Hey, happy to be here. Love you. Love everybody out there. Be safe. You too, Joe. Be safe tomorrow. Yeah, be safe. Uh, listen, I don't know what the hell it's going to look like in the morning, but uh, Godspeed to everybody out there. Be safe. And uh, Jordan and I will catch you on Sunday on Football Sunday right here on 1080 The Fan. Uh, for Patrick Harris, myself, and Jordan, have a good rest of your night, good Thursday, Friday, and good weekend. Peace, y'all. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.